Hey everybody, before the episode gets started, I just want to take the time to wish Ethan a very happy birthday. This episode will be coming out on his birthday, Thursday, February 8th. And if you happen to be listening to it on Thursday, February 8th, I want you to go to all his social media pl- uh, accounts, any one of them, at Viva La Ethan, and also wish him about, have a very, very happy birthday. Touching the metal, let's rock and roll, yeah. So they and Ethan get them tigers to screech and that beat them. Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them. It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool. And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio. Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode. We're getting dirty around here, yeah. We're in the moms. We're in the moms. Uh, we're in the marbles In the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to episode 94 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan My name's Soda, you can find me on X at Soda underscore Hunter And I am Ethan, you can find me on all social media platforms at Viva La Ethan 94, have you got a driver for number 94? I have a driver um, Bill Elliott in the McDonald Ford Firebird, Thunderbird, Firebird? Thunderbird, Thunderbird. <laughs> what am I talking about? Well, Thunderbird Firebird is a Pontiac, so it's not. It's not I used to be Firebird. Have, I used to have a Firebird, and you still called it a Ford Firebird. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. <laughs> uh, Thunderbird. Thunderbird. The Ford Thunderbird. They've been racing the Thunderbird. Oh gosh, they raced it from I want to say the mid 80s, early 80s to 97. And then after that it was the Taurus and then the Fusion and the 500 and then um after that I have no idea. Then I know now they have the Mustang, but I've lost track of what all. It used to be so easy to keep up with all that because the cars look like they actually were supposed to look. <laughs> They don't quite look like that anymore. So yeah. <laughs> um, so you're saying the McDonald's Thunderbird? Yes. Same, but I'm going the Batman car. I love that. Uh, 1995 at Michigan in June. Yeah. He raced the Thunderbat, and there was I put it up on Twitter. There's some promotional pictures with him and um, Batman, one beside the the Batmobile, and this is a Batman Forever car that he raced too so um yeah and also they did a um mcdonald's promotion with it too mm-hmm. i think there was some uh, happy meal stuff with that as well or maybe it's some glasses i don't i don't know if that was happy meal necessarily but i know there was some glasses yeah. i remember the batman forever um well plastic glass it's not real glass but yeah i i had a little i had die cast of it they had the uh they had the 164 scale racing champions uh, promotional diecast of it. So it was a special deal where like the entire package was painted up to go al- or printed out to go along with the car. 
you know, they would do that once in a while instead of just have the basic red package with that black 51 on it back in 95. It would be the entire package was purple and black with green writing on it for Batman Forever. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah so, that's uh, a little bit too before my time. I was yeah. like less than a year old. But <laughs> speaking of 94, the year of our Lord, as our friends over at Drunk Wrestling History would say, 1994 was a really good year. It was, it was you know, uh, I was <clears throat> I, I was born. um i turned 11 (laughs) wow (laughs) there you go so what do you want to talk about oh i you you get the reference yeah i do you you get the reference (laughs) man (laughs) keep on going this way it's gonna be a nightmare of an episode um man you know what i have some news before we get into the clash you wanna you wanna talk sure about let's go let's go some news shan 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 shane van i don't know why i have to say his name like that i just say that it's is BG. natural yeah i just for any of the new people like listening they might not know who svg is um i don't like that's that's a completely natural thing like even if I'm just talking normally, I'm just like Shane Shane Van Gisbergen. Uh, Shane Van Gisbergen has announced his seven races uh, he will be competing in into the 2024 NASCAR Cup Series, which include Coda, Coke 600 at Charlotte, Chicago Street Course, Watkins Glen, Las Vegas, and both Talladegas. I love he's picking Talladega. I love that. Uh, it's it's weird that he didn't want to go to any of the Daytonas, but I think Talladega is the easier of the two tracks because it's yeah. more wide open, a lot more space. Um, it's it's longer. I just feel like that probably would be the easier option to learn that style of racing because you talk about something completely different. Yeah, that he has never experienced before. Like, okay, yeah, you can. Uh, what do they call them? What do they call it? Slipstream. In other countries, they don't call it the draft. They call it slipstream. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, he's experienced that, but he hasn't experienced the the full impact of a 200-mile-an-hour draft in a pack. Right. And what exactly that air can do. So that's, I think it's very, very smart that he picked it. If he, he wanted to learn it, but he picked Talladega over Daytona. I, I feel like that's smart. Yeah. And I probably named off, you probably named off three wins for him. <laughs> Do you think so? So what? Watkins Glen, Chicago. And Coda? Oh, yeah, Coda. Duh. I think Coda, he's going to be, I don't know about Watkins Glen. That's not quite the same style of road course that they're used to over there. It's a little more speedway-ish, mm-hmm. you know, but Coda is straight up what they're used to. Yeah. And obviously, you know, he can dominate the street course. Yeah. So, um, two? It's a possibility he could get two wins out of that. Yeah. You know, he's got the equipment. Yeah. So, yeah. It'd be interesting. Um, still some, uh, a little bit of fantasy silly season news. Did you know Dale Earnhardt Jr. is moving to uh, the number 33 Ford in 2024? 
Um, no, I haven't heard anything about it. <laughs> okay. Well, it's because I made it up. Um, yeah. <laughs> so remember a couple weeks ago when I was talking about that coworker of mine that went to WrestleMania 21 in Joplin, Missouri? Yeah. Well, yeah. he's at it again, boy. I'll tell you what. Um, it was, what was it? It was Thursday morning or so. I don't, and I, did you say that on the show or did you just talk about that with just me and you when the show was over? Yeah, I, I definitely talked about it on the show. I, I, I couldn't remember if you said, if you mentioned all that on the show or if it was after. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I, it was Thursday morning and I made the comment, man, I can't wait for Sunday. And he took it as, Oh, that's our, because he and I have the exact same schedule, unfortunately. Uh, and he's, he took that as, yeah, I'd like the day off too. I was like, no, it's not because it's a day off. It's because NASCAR is back. And he, <laughs> oh my gosh. He's like, Oh yeah, man, I love NASCAR. I watch it every single year and all this stuff. And, I was like, okay, well, good. Like, he what did I just? Best friend. Oh no, he's not. No, <laughs> no, no. He says, uh, and forgive me. I was gonna write this in our notes, and I totally forgot. So, and I don't have the best memory. But the conversation went <laughs> something along the lines of me saying, "Oh no, it's not so much me looking forward to a day off. It's you know NASCAR's back, and finally you know getting to watch NASCAR again." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I know, man." Uh, I'm really excited. You know, uh, I, I got to get off, you know, or I got to get my Dale Jr. stuff, you know, dust the, the, or what am I trying to say? We'll get the dust off. Uh, yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> um, and I was, I was like, oh yeah. He's like, um, where are they at this week or this week? Where are they, they at? at? I watch them every week. Where are they at this week? The, no, while he's, it goes on, it gets worse. He says, where are they this week? Is it uh, Atlanta? Hmm. And I, I said, oh, well, Texas. It's actually Texas that where they're at. And he's like, well, cool. You know, I just, man, it, it's hard to keep up with all the new numbers and stuff. And I said, yeah. I was like, who's your favorite driver? Who are you the looking forward to? Uh, he's, I said, who's your favorite driver? Who are you looking forward to cheering on this week, uh, this this year? He says, well, Dale Jr. is probably my number one. Um, Matt Kenseth. Um, I like Jeff Burton. Or uh, what do you call? Him? He didn't call him Jeff Burton. He called him something, something Burton, uh, who d- uh, clearly doesn't exist. Uh, and then he said Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart. So literally all these drivers that he's listing off do not race anymore. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, you're a big, you're a big Dale Jr. fan. And he said, yeah. And I said, well, it's going to be really weird seeing him in a new number now. And he said, new number. He's not driving the eight. The eight. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, no, man, he's not driving the number eight anymore. He's, he's, uh, he's not even in a Chevy. And he's like, what what do you mean i was like uh yeah man he's like he's driving the number ford or the, <laughs> the number four <laughs> he's driving a ford uh sponsored by um what did i say blue chew and he's like what do you mean like budweiser is not on there i said no man not at all he's like why do they switch sponsors and i said well it's probably because the competition was getting too hard and he needed to catch up mm-hmm. um that's that's <laughs> dope he didn't i don't think he understood what bluetooth was um which is funny <laughs> to me and he says he doesn't oh, listen to a podcast uh, clearly 
Uh, obviously and he says well why why is it a ford and i said that's what his new uh his new car owner uh drives and he says new car owner who's his new car owner and i said oh his name is armando alejandro estrada and he says who is that like what is he famous for and i said i think he was a uh advocate for a samoan bulldozing company or something like that and obviously you know wrestlemania 21 uh doesn't know what i'm getting at obviously and he says well what's his number and i said 33 he said why i mean just lost his mind over this and he's like well why and he's i told him i was like well he's number 33 now because it's literally just his catchphrase he has a new catchphrase you know how they used to call dale earnhardt senior big e and dale jr little e he's like yeah 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 i said well you know obviously dale earnhardt senior's number was three so you have the catchphrase is, um, oh my God, I cannot think of it. What is it? Uh, little E in the 33 is what I said. And I said, it's going to be on all the merch, all the t-shirts. It's going to be on the back of the car. Little E in the th- double three. And he was like, oh man, that makes total sense. I said, I know it does. You know, um, it was such a, and then I just ignored him for the rest of the week Every time he'd like walk near me, I would just like hide and then hide some more. So I thought you'd like that conversation. Um, <laughs> my goodness. Whew. Oh, my goodness. Um, it started off really, really well the minute that he said that the uh, he couldn't keep up with the numbers because, like, this is literally the easiest um, silly season I've ever seen. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> moved anywhere. Right. You know, but yeah. And yeah, it just escalated from there. <laughs> That's wild, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Thought you liked that. But man, you know, I when we were talking about um, NASCAR full speed last week, mm-hmm. um, I had not seen any of them yet. So I my plan was that I was going to wait until Sunday morning and binge watch all five episodes and then watch The Clash. And I'm thankful I didn't do that. Uh, normally when I come home every morning, I will grab my Nintendo switch and I'll play the world of outlaw game a little bit until I get tired. And then I go to bed. Um, I was a little like, I was, I was kind of just video gamed out this past week. So I started watching NASCAR, um, full speed on Netflix. I had to watch the first episode three times because I kept on falling asleep. I had to watch the second episode twice and it has nothing to do with the content like it was amazing i was just really dog tired yeah so uh, i can pretty much verbatim tell you what the everybody said in uh episode one but yeah man i got through all five episodes it was amazing i love 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 that and i i'm really hoping that they have a season two because i think the fact that they kind of skipped over kyle bush was mind-blowing he's a two-time nascar cup series champion like i don't understand why they didn't have a full episode on him, but hopefully uh, season two, they, they definitely will. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, they just straight up didn't ask people. Yeah. They mm-hmm. only asked certain people. Like I think Christopher Bell didn't even get a consideration until later on in the, in the recording. They, they mentioned that straight up in the show. Mm-hmm. Like they told him, it was like, like, well, we only had plans for certain people, but then things changed. And you know, Chris was like, "Yeah, you didn't plan on me being here, did you?" It's like, no. It's like, I like messing up people's plans. <laughs> that's that's crazy. 
Yeah, they straight up told him. It was like, you weren't part of the plan, but you're doing pretty good. So now let's talk to you. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm glad that they did because, like, man, I feel like uh, like the word that they used the most with him is um, underrated. And I feel like Christopher Bell is definitely yeah. underrated. Yeah, I can see and, that. Yeah. And I just, I really like the spotlight that they put on him. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you got to make the clash first before you can be called underrated. Anyway, uh, what's what's cool though? You know, fast forward just a little bit. We'll talk about it later. But the Netflix guy won the clash. That's cool. Um, so you liked it? You liked the way the show turned out? Oh yeah, the the NASCAR full speed, absolutely. Yeah. Um, besides the name, I think the name could be a little bit better. The but... name is really really boring. Yes. Yeah, but I mean that's a small little tweak that I would make. Like the content, oh dude, it was it was fantastic. And like I had, I was sorry, I was gonna say I had a CD back in the day that was called NASCAR Full Throttle. Yeah. So yeah, it reminds me of that. Anyway, go ahead. No, like I was saying, like right at the end of the uh, the series, like the fifth episode, man, I I started like getting a little emotional i don't know why i was like i know isn't it depressing they didn't show ross chastain at all winning that last race man i was starting to cry too pull it together like what is going on like i was like my heart was like my chest was getting heavy and mom's spaghetti and sweaty palms and something i don't know you know whatever else it is but like man i was just like god man it's crazy but yeah it was it was great (sighs) Okay. My biggest, I have two gripes with the show. Two gripes. Okay. Uh, one of them, I, I mean, I understand why it's not this way, but I wish it was more family friendly. Oh, At yeah. Least having an option to beep out yeah. words so I could watch it with my kids. I mean, I'm not watching this with my kids. Right. And yeah. They're NASCAR yeah. fans too, you know, so. I understand why it's not, but I wish they had an option that had a censored version. I mean, it is a streaming platform. You could, you have subtitles and different audio tracks and stuff. Why can't I just scroll over to an option that has a family-friendly version? Yeah. You know, dang, Avatar has that on one of their special edition Blu-rays. I can go to a family version of Avatar where they don't cuss at all. I can do that with Apollo 13 also on that DVD. I don't know why I can't do this on a family sport nascar's always kind of prides itself on being a family sport and they don't really present anything out there that isn't 100 family friendly even if they yeah. have to censor things this is the first thing i've ever seen put out there you know with 100 cooperation with nascar that is not family friendly yeah i definitely noticed that as well i was like it was funny because like halfway through the second episode i was like Soda's going to be really mad because, mm-hmm. man, he cannot watch this with. I mean, and it sucks because, like, man, it was good, like, content that I think oh, like, was. the younger generation would love and probably should see, but not not with all those customers. Well, the uh, it, it actually it opened my eyes to some of the things that they do nowadays. It isn't just like physical training, which they do and they show, but you know, it's more of an endurance thing and especially you know targeting specific muscles that the drivers use and have to make sure that those muscles are not going to wear out you know right. specifically legs and arms and neck i think pretty much you have to make sure that these you know off, i guess your core too but 
you have to make sure these muscles aren't going to wear out, you know, after three hours of nonstop use. But also the uh, hand-eye coordination, the, the, you know, mental game that they, 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 they play there, the mental uh, training that they do where they're, they're testing the reflexes and they're trying to get the reflexes faster. This big screen, they're tapping different boxes that show up immediately, you know, and they're, they're having to do all this stuff while they're driving, you know, to kind of sharpen the reflexes. I didn't know they did that. So that's, mm-hmm. that's really neat that they, uh, I mean, I also though I had a, uh, conversation with a guy at work about this, not quite your conversation, but, um, he doesn't watch NASCAR anymore. And you hear that a lot, you know, with some of the, some of the older people, they don't, they don't watch NASCAR. They haven't watched NASCAR in a while, probably not since the mid two thousands or maybe, you know, right when Dale died, you know, they don't, they just haven't, they try to, but they can't stay in it. And I get it. I'm kind of that way with wrestling right now. I can't really stick with it a hundred percent. I'll hit the big, big notes. You know, the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, I'll hit some of those, Money in the Bank, but I'm not staying with it all year long. It's just, it's not for me right now. Sometimes it is, but it's not for me right now. And he mentioned, uh, we were talking about, I was like, you know, it's the, the personalities are the biggest difference than what it used to be. And I think the, the thing that, is the biggest thing is that these guys are not normal people anymore. Right. Like they, they didn't grow up, uh, start racing when they were 15 or 16 at the local dirt track, go through the late models, ASA, whatever, and then hit, uh, the Bush series and the cup series by the time they're 28 or 30 with all that racing experience, you know, that 10, 15 years worth of racing experience behind them. No, these guys, they don't seem some of them do, but for the most part, the current generation of stock car driver does not have the natural raw talent that comes with. They, they do something different. They, uh, build that talent. It's not a talent anymore as as much as a skill. When, you look at somebody like Rusty Wallace, you look at somebody like Davey Allison or Dale Earnhardt, those guys are some of the best to ever do it. And they weren't going out there like, I don't know how to explain They They weren't uh, crafting their skill. They were kind of uh, just kind of showing off their talent, so to speak. Like, yeah, you learn stuff along the way, but you don't learn how to drive. You learn how to drive better. Right. I feel like these, this current generation of NASCAR driver, I mean, you saw William Byron. He straight up learned how to race on a simulator. Yeah. There's, there's no raw talent of, let me get in that race car and your first few races out there, you tear the fence down and all of a sudden you start winning. There's no, none of this, you know, learn by living kind of thing. And I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I feel like, I feel like if you look at somebody like Dale Earnhardt, 
he would laugh at the idea of somebody needing to spend hours and hours and hours in a simulator right? to get a track right. When he could go out there, probably the first time he ever saw the track, and within 20 laps, he's got the perfect line, and he's running faster than you. Yeah. I think that's a big difference, and Hamlin is so dead wrong in that show. He said something. There's no, there's no denying it that this generation, this current generation of drivers, is far superior than any other generation that's ever been out there. Bull crap. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I laughed when I heard that. Are you kidding me? This generation, very few of them out there have any raw talent whatsoever. It's a skill that they all that they molded. Mm-hmm. You know, they they've developed a skill, but they didn't have the raw talent initially to do it. A lot of them did. Now, some of them, I'm sure, absolutely did. And I think the older ones in this current generation did. You know, I think Hamlin probably did. Um, I feel like the, you know, the, the Bush brothers did. Kyle and Kurt, they definitely did. Um, I don't even feel like, I like I'm looking at Ross Chastain. I don't feel like he's part of this simulator group either. I feel like he's one of these guys. I mean, he's just a regular dude. Right. He is the most throwback guy out there right now. You know, he is like legit, just a regular dude that did this. And they, they took some money from the uh, watermelon farming that they did. And they got the race with him and his brother got the race uh, on some weekends. And it just grew from there. Next thing you know, he's in the cup series. His that brother's is, his brother's name is Chad, right? I believe so. I have oh. his autograph somewhere. Actually, he came to five oh. flag speedway in a truck. Nice. Chad. Yeah. Like some, yeah. some uh, super truck series. I didn't even realize who it was at the time. And then I saw that he was racing. Uh, he was right. Ra- he, he had a truck race last year sometime. I think he was in a truck. Uh, and I was like, I think I, I think I actually have that dude's autograph. So I went and digging through some of these things. And sure enough, it was just this one random night. We happened to be there at five flag speedway in Pensacola. And he was on the front. He was on the front stretch along with all the other cars there that night, handing out little signed cards. Yeah. Um, so so that's, it's pretty neat. I got Ross Chastain's brother's autograph. I, well, I also have Chastain's autograph, but still. I still don't think I'm allowed back at five speed or five flags speedway. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, I need to check that out. I don't think they'll stop you from buying a ticket to the grandstands. Well, I mean, this was years ago. And plus it was <laughs> the only time I ever went to Florida. Like, come on, man. But okay. I got really sidetracked. The other gripe. I have about the show is that you had Ross Chastain, right? You had him. Episode three was the Chastain episode, which was really cool. You got to see a lot of behind the scenes with him. Yeah. You know, and you got to hear him talk and a bunch of other people talk about the famous moves that he did. And that was fun. And then he, you have him like you, you, you got him for the series and you don't even like show him celebrating or talk to him at all, or have there's for the final race at Phoenix. There's a whole nother element to this, this final race that could have played on and built onto the next season that they're going to do. The fact that Chastain's like, like, yeah, he won the title, but he's the first person in history. Didn't win the race. I won the race. Yeah. You know, and then it shows him smashing the watermelon. And Ryan Blaney's wife is talking about, 
like, when can we go to victory lane? It's like, you're not going to victory lane. You didn't win the race. Right. The one car is in victory lane. If you want to go to victory lane, you got to wait your turn. <laughs> I don't care if you're the champion or not. You're not going to victory circle because the one car is in victory circle. Yeah. There's I think so much they could have played with that, but they didn't do it. They, uh, I think that was one thing Dale Jr. Um, said in a Instagram story or something that he was kind of disappointed that they didn't spotlight a lot more uh or at least just a little bit of that chastain phoenix mm -hmm. yeah they didn't even mention it hardly it was just mentioned in the com uh, okay i do have one more gripe but it's a common thing for every single nascar production pretty much every single sports production almost uh the scripted uh radio calls in between that like try to tell the story as people are like you know, like the transition things of trying to keep up with the story for the people watching, like, uh, like, like Hamlin's, uh, Hamlin's going to have to work real hard this weekend because he's got this and this and this going on. What's he going to do with his teammates? And then it shows him talking about it. Like, no, there's, there was never, ever a radio show anywhere where they said that specific thing scripted in the way they did that perfectly segued into what they were going to talk about on Netflix show. Oh, no, yeah. that was completely scripted by the dude. And it was said in a way that sounds like it was said in a video game. Completely oh. scripted. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. That doesn't bother me. <laughs> it all. does me. It bothers a mess on me when something isn't real and you can tell it's not real and it's just made up. So it it looks good in the moment hmm. that they show on TV or the or, or a show or something like that. It's like commentators in a movie. It's yeah. like... uh as much as I hate to bring it up, Talladega Nights, oh. hearing the Fox crew and oh, even yeah. <laughs> like, and, and Herbie fully loaded too, the one with the love bug in it, the 53 hearing the NBC crew there. Um, hearing these guys say scripted lines. Yeah. Is the most cringe thing. Yeah. It's almost as cringe as Denny Hamlin keeps saying that he'd be, <laughs> he'd be our favorite driver again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it makes me just, it's goosebumps of cringe every time I hear it. Yeah. Just, anyway. Well, speaking of Denny Hamlin, um, we have a clash to talk about. Um, we have a clash to talk about. You want to talk about after the break? Yes, that's what I was transitioning into. And we'll um, be right back to talk well, about the clash. I do want to talk about a hashtag, though. I do. I Before we go to break, I want to talk because this is kind of a news thing. Is it? Is it the we want Cody? Yeah, we want. Oh, Cody. really? Yes. Okay. We want Cody. Hashtag we want Cody. Riley Hurst is going to be driving the 15 car at Daytona. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that good for him? That is awesome. It's not his first time in Cup. No, but it's the Daytona 500. If he can make the show. Yeah, he's got to make the show. But I think he would. I think he could. He absolutely could. I mean, he. He dang ran in the top five at the the last restricted plate race he was at, you know. So, I absolutely think he could win. He could he could make the show, but I don't think it'd be that difficult, honestly. But hashtag we want Cody. Where's Cody? Where? We don't talk about him. He's a bad person. Yeah, but he's going to drive this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which you imagine I, how much chaos and and and. <laughs> How, how crazy all the news would be going up to, to the Daytona 500 with Cody Ware. Yeah. But out there, I mean, it'd be so much more interesting. Hashtag, we want Cody. <laughs> um, 
But I guess all I'm alone those, on that. <laughs> you are 100 percent alone on that. Uh, even though all the uh, lawsuits and stuff got dropped or the charges got dropped on him, but like, ooh, I don't know. Uh, better than uh, who's that other guy? Oh uh, my gosh! What other guy from where? At the truck series, uh, the DDT heard around the world. Gateway. Oh, I don't know. I don't know the dude's name. I remember seeing that, but I don't remember the dude's name. I don't remember who did it, but I remember seeing it. I have a note here. <laughs> Gosh, damn it. But I've already put it out there on Twitter. Hashtag we want Cody. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what is that guy's name, bro? Oh, it's uh uh John West Townley. <laughs> That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, he's a he's a real, you know, horrible person. Well, I hate that some some things go the way they do. Um, because there's so much crap going on right now that we never we didn't get into last week, and because we're not a wrestling podcast. But there's so much crap going on with so much stuff that we actually really like. And it's tough to hear all these things come out about people that you've always liked and looked up to and stuff. What are you um, referring to? Uh, wrestling right now. Yeah, I know. Right now I'm referring to wrestling. What are you referring to? I'm not going to go specifics because we're not a wrestling show. Oh. But I will say this when it comes to like allegations and things like that. Oh. Um, don't be just jumping right in on the bandwagon of we need to uh, cancel and fire everybody that has an allegation thrown at them because that's not a very good way to do anything. Unless your name is Vince McMahon. Vince has a lot of, um, he has a lot of evidence stacked behind him. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also hearing people like Ryback come out there and say, hey, bear looking Triple H's closet. You know, I was like, oh, shut up. Just shut up, dude. There's no evidence whatsoever would need that so yeah we can't just be piling on to pile on you know what i mean who that, i mean at the same time though who listens to ryback <laughs> come on like, well it got so... reported by Meltzer, so Meltzer's well, probably stupid it... enough to do it ryback I kills me man. i can't stand Meltzer. i know such an idiot i hate them all you know kurt angle didn't even have Ooh. a five-star match Oh, okay. That completely yeah. ruins any credibility of him, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, it absolutely does. That's the answer to that. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Melzer's completely um, useless, pointless, and he's an idiot if he gives out five-star and six-star matches sometimes, but Kurt Angle doesn't have a single one up. Yeah. That's <laughs> outrageous. Anyway, let's take a break, and then we'll talk about actual racing for a change. For the first time since November, we're going to talk about cars on the track. Room rooms, yes. Uh, before we take a break, I want to invite you guys to go to skinnymixes.com. I say it every week. I'm actually drinking something with skinny mixes in it right now out of this Disney World mug I'm drinking out of. It's uh, a coffee. Yes, I'm drinking a coffee at night while we record a podcast because I'm old, apparently. Um, they have all sorts of flavors, all sorts of different coffee flavors, water enhancers also, and um, drink mixes like margaritas and different cocktail mixes, things like that. Uh, most of them have zero sugar. All of them have really, really low sugar, low carbs, things like that. 
it's a great way to watch calories, watch your sugar, but still enjoy the flavors that you love. And I can vouch for them. I have been using them for a few years now. And like I said, I'm drinking something right now. I actually have a sugar cookie syrup in my coffee. So I highly recommend them. Check them out. SkinnyMixes.com. If you use the code MARBLES at checkout, you'll get 10% off your first order. That's SkinnyMixes.com. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. Hey, we're live, pal, and we'd love for you to come check out our podcast, Tales from the Estate. Each week, we talk about our top five favorite somethings. My beautiful wife, Caitlin, likes to share all sorts of random facts. Yeah. Did you know that cows have accents? We did now. But we also review all sorts of snacks and other great things. And so if you love everything random, I think you'd enjoy Tales from the Estate. So come check us out. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hi. I'm AJ. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ryan. And we're Three Brews Podcast. We're a show where us three brothers sit down to talk about brews and everything else. Check out our website, threebrewspodcast.com, and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. All right, dude, let's talk about cars on the track. LA Clash at the Coliseum. I said that wrong, but we're just going to go with it. Man, I was... Oh, it's a site that I've just been, what's that word? You're yearning. No, yarning, yarning. No. Um, longing for young. What is it? Uh, yearning, longing? longing. Yeah. Longing. Oh, it's the site that I've been longing for since November. My gosh, man. It's, it's, I, a word. <laughs> it's one of those words. <laughs> I am so excited, man. We have so much to dissect out of the, the clash at the LA Coliseum, um, starting with the weather. So this, this race was supposed to be Sunday, Sunday evening, Sunday night, uh, due to inclement. Look at me. Inclement. Look at that. Well, they call Let's it just, biblical flooding is what they called it. Oh, biblical flooding. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, so they, I'm sorry, I threw another word out there that you had. <laughs> yeah. So due to the inclement weather, uh, it got moved from Sunday to to uh, kind of a spur of the moment, last minute Saturday night race, which was mm-hmm. really awesome. Uh, I was sitting there actually watching um, the last two episodes of Full Speed when you made that text or that uh, that our in the marble fantasy cup group chat and you said oh the race is tonight i said yeah that the heat races are tonight because i had no idea about the weather and you said no 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 the race is tonight and i said oh my gosh so i started immediately going into panic mode because i had to work that night 
And I was like, man, as long as, long as we get the race done before, you know, 930, like I'm going to be really happy. Uh, very, very worried about it. But yeah, I guess LA got absolutely hammered with uh, mm-hmm. horrible weather, uh, life-threatening flooding, stuff like that. So um, kind of scared me a little bit, but I mean, I had plenty of time to get what I, you know, to watch the race in its entirety and, in, you know, get ready for work and I wasn't late or anything like that. So I was very excited about that. Yeah. Um, I got the, I got the, um, the hint that that was probably going to happen sometime, sometime early afternoon mm-hmm. because, yeah, everybody would talk about the weather it being a wash on Sunday. It looked like it was going to be a wash on Monday and Tuesday as well. And then everybody's like, well, we might not be having a clash right straight up. I mean, it's, it's not going to happen if they can't get in two or three days. They got to get to Daytona because I think well, qualifying Sunday, <laughs> well, or something see, like that. Yes, yeah, so. It also, um, the fact that starting Wednesday, the, the, they had to start, you know, destructing the, the racetrack. Mm-hmm like the walls and the safer barriers, the catch fence, everything had to come down Wednesday. Um, but on Twitter, a bunch of people, uh, there was, I think it was one notable person. I'm not sure who it was, but one notable person that some drivers follow said, it's too bad today. It's a race day. And Denny Hamlin come back to him and said, stay tuned. Right. And everybody, uh, what, who, what stay tuned what you you know something we don't obviously they were in a driver's meeting at the time or they were in a meeting with a bunch of teams and stuff and everybody was kind of contemplating some options you know and hamlin kind of knew something was happening and i'll be dang about 30 minutes later nascar come out and said it they were canceling the heat races they were canceling uh the last chance race they were going to do practice and qualifying in groups and then go right into the big race at, at the end yeah and you know i think that was probably the absolute best thing they could have done because otherwise you weren't gonna see a clash yeah i mean 100 that was the only option that they had mm-hmm. it sucked because when the uh when the race actually started i my phone was blowing up which is perfectly fine if if any of our new fantasy cup participants don't understand what's going on i would prefer you to reach out to me text message you could call them you can call me uh you can snapchat video me you can do whatever you want and i would love to sit there and you know explain to you what's going on so a lot of things like uh joe from the stolen gimmicks he snapchatted me and he said man like there's no one there you know and i was like well you know also this race was supposed to be tomorrow so like maybe you know kind of throws a wrench in everyone's plans i guess um I thought there was a better turnout than than what was expected. Plus, Saturday was still the free admission, so you mm-hmm. didn't even have to buy a ticket. You could have just walked on in. I will say that I'll be glad if they get out of that market. Me too. Because that market does not, it's not for NASCAR. I know they want it to be so bad, but when you open up a stadium to the first race of the season, and it's completely free. Yeah. And you you get that kind of turnout. They don't need to be there anymore. Yeah. They need to go somewhere where they're wanted. Now, granted, you know, there was a, a freaking tsunami on its way. So maybe people were 
more worried about going to the grocery store, getting, you know, whatever they needed to, to prepare themselves and their families for the, you know, inclement weather that was about to happen. So I, it's hard. I just kind of, with the audience, I just kind of put it as a wash. Like if you showed up awesome, if you didn't, I understand, (laughs) you know, like I get it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get that, but then again, I feel like there should have been more people there. Yeah. But I think that's more the market than anything else. Like if that, if that exact thing happened in a different state, like mostly the, uh, the East and Southeast specifically, it probably would have a free race. Even if it was going to flood the next day, a free race, you know, they'd show up for that. Yeah. You know, talking about people that weren't there, um, we had some DNQs, <laughs> which uh, means did not qualify for this race. And some of these names on here are to be expected. And then you have some names on there that you're like, whoa, what do you mean? Um, so really fast, the DNQs for the 2024 Clash at the Coliseum, Josh Williams, Carson Hosevar, Josh Berry, Daniel Suarez. Austin Dillon, Eric Jones, Chris Busher, Austin Sindrick, Daniel Hemrick, Kaz Grala, Harrison Burton, Zane Smith, and not, you know, last but not least, the guy that has qualified for the championship for the last two years in a row, Christopher Bell. Yeah. I mean, I don't put too much stock into it because it was just based on what, five minutes worth of group qualifying? When, especially somebody like Christopher Bell, didn't he have really good practice times? I, I thought all the Gibbs cars were pretty solid. I'm not sure. I thought he was. I was um, watching the last two episodes of Full Speed when <laughs> we were doing practice. So I think he had some pretty good practice times. It's just for some reason, the car wasn't there during the group qualifying. But, I mean... If there was heat races in a last chance, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that he makes the race. Right. So I don't know. I don't put a whole lot of stock into it. It was surprising. I did think one was funny. I thought that uh, what they they gave a provisional. I think 23 guys started. Right. And the 23rd driver was going to be a provisional. It was going to be the highest points finisher from the year before. Um, And it wound up being a champion. Ron Blaney. I think that's funny because when I was a kid, they introduced something called a champion's provisional. Um, I mean, I was a little kid because I think one day Richard Petty didn't make a race and everybody was like, Oh, we got to have Richard Petty in the race. He's the King seven time champion. We have to have Richard Petty in this race. So they brokered some kind of deal where he bought, I think, a green number six from somebody and he raced that car. But from that point on, they created a rule for a 43rd or the last place driver. If a past champion doesn't make the race, he gets that spot. He gets last place. And from then on, you would see people like Richard Petty use it. Daryl Waltrip used it for a long time. I've seen Terry Labonte use it. I've seen Bobby Labonte even use it once or twice. I've seen Bill Elliott use it. Um, A lot of 
past champion provisionals like that. They got they got used up. I have never seen one though use it in the very first race after they won a championship. Because literally, what Ryan Blaney did was use a past champions provision. Yeah, I, I, I guarantee you, I've never. It's never happened before. The past, the previous champion needed a past champions provisional to start Daytona 500. Yeah, I guarantee you that's never happened. And I think Ryan Blaney just made history. <laughs> I mean, that's. But at the same time, that's that's what it's there for. Could you imagine that's, the headline? This, the, oh, the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series champion didn't even make the clash. Holy moly! Uh, yeah, and he won Martinsville too, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, this is this should have been right up his alley. I don't know what happened. What and you know what? He did great in the race. He almost yeah. won the thing. Finished third. Yeah, yeah. So I don't that's why I don't put too much stock into whether you made this race or not. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I mean I don't doubt for a second that Christopher Bell wouldn't have been a top five at the end of that race. Yeah. Just I mean, he won Martinsville the year before. Right. The the Hell Melon move and all that, that was a Christopher Christopher Bell win. Doesn't get talked about as much, but it was. It was definitely a clutch victory, too. Mm-hmm. They um, don't even have clutches anymore. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> speaking of coming in clutch, uh, how about Kyle Busch and Joey Logano flew to the track together? I didn't know that. Why? What on earth? <laughs> that is so weird. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, the way I found that out is uh, on the last restart, uh, Samantha Bush, which is Kyle's wife, um, tweeted or posted something on X where it was a video of the two kind of go for the win. And she said something along the lines of, I hope this goes well because we're ra- or we're flying back home together. <laughs> uh, so that was slide home. huh? Yeah, so that, <laughs> very quiet. Yeah. Um, but man, there was so many storylines coming out of the LA Coliseum and the uh, the the clash. Uh, number one thing I thought of was breaks, breaks, breaks. Mm-hmm. What do you do when breaks break? What do you do when breaks get too hot? Well, when breaks break, they don't break. Exactly. <laughs> when breaks break, they don't break. Uh, commercial <laughs> breaks, car whatever. <laughs> when breaks break, um, the brakes don't break, and the car breaks. How 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 much could a wood? How much could a break <laughs> Chuck Wood if a brakes could actually break when they're supposed to be breaking? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, man, what is you know? I, very uh, kind of what was it? Home was it home? No, it was Phoenix. It was Phoenix where Christopher Bell uh, his brakes didn't break in the braking zone of the corner. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm my 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 head hurts, bro. My my brain needs a break, you know. Good God. That just dude, that's a spiral for like a I almost said autistic. I'm not autistic. I'm, I'm gonna have toxic. To, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to um I'm gonna have to be sure I spell all these breaks and breaks right when it comes to the title, because that's gotta be the title of the episode. When oh. when breaks break, they break. When breaks break, uh, they don't break. That's it. When breaks break, <laughs> they don't break. Oh my god! My I gotta, I gotta make sure I spell it right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. Wow. I. I don't. I, man. I feel like I'm in a tsunami right now. 
I feel like I'm, I'm in the middle of the LA Coliseum right now. I just can't. Um, well, there's a lot of, uh, how about this? There's a lot of uh, tempers. Ooh, baby. Out of the clash. Uh, yes. A lot of temper flaring, a lot of, a lot of emotions coming out, especially that last segment. Yeah. Um, you're talking, you're talking about <laughs> Stenhouse Jr. And, and Michael McDowell, right? That's under caution and stuff. There's a few things. That was one of them, honestly. Yeah. There's a few of them. Um, you, uh, well, I, I'll say this uh, about my favorite driver. That dude had a really bad day. Uh, he kept getting, I felt like his car was a decent top 10, but he couldn't get there. Like, and when he did get there, Bubba Law spin out in front of him, he gets stuck. And he get all the way to the back. It was like, okay, well, now he's in the back. And, and I think one point he bounced off the wall, come back through and hit McDowell, I think it was, and spun him out. Um, nothing he did on purpose. And then him and McDowell actually talked about it after the race. He's like, dude, I completely screwed that up. It's like, yeah, it's nobody's mad about that. Um Crash happened in front of Ross Chastain uh, on the last lap, and Tyler Reddick pushed his way through it, but I don't think that was necessarily his fault. He's right. just being aggressive, trying to get some spots, and it's nothing that Ross Chastain hadn't done before, right? Be aggressive, right. try to get some spots. But Chastain's already frustrated for having a bad day when he thought he had a decent car, and he's laps down now, or lap down at least. And, yeah, he took it out on Reddick at the end of the race. He ran over him after the race was over. But yeah. then they talked about it after the race, and they're like, yeah, it's fine. Reddick even said so. He's like, yeah, we're friends. I mean, I have to go see exactly what he's mad about. He's mad about something I did to him, but I got to see. You know, they yeah. it's it's no hard feelings. And then you get to Logano and Ty Gibbs. <laughs> Logano is the absolute one of, one of, I will not say the absolute. Um, he is one of the biggest hypocrites. I'll say it. Comes to, well, I also throw Larson and Hamlin in there, though. And, I'll say Joe you know, the biggest. <laughs> and, you know, there, you got some people that's like Ryan Blaney. It's only okay if certain people race him hard, not if other people do. Then he cries about it and starts flipping you off through his windshield. Um, God, he looked like a baby. <laughs> he looked like a baby on full speed. I swear. And then Larson, he's literally Larson's racing the same way at the end of that race. And he's he's not he's just saying how cool it is to race so hard for the championship. Anyway, oh my gosh, I can't talk. I can't talk about that mess. We're talking about the clash. Um, I've already said my piece on all that. So everybody remembers Martinsville from out last year, right? Where Logano just ran right through Ty Gibbs trying to spin Hamlin out. You're muted. Yep, I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was muted. I oh, <laughs> I was over here. I was like, yep, I sure do. I remember. And then like nothing. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I. That's exactly what the my note says. Is the uh, the the rivalry between Joey Logano and Ty Gibbs will continue. You know, especially after this race. Yeah, I mean. We all remember how Logano completely just wiped out Ty Gibbs. Yes. Did he honestly think that Ty Gibbs wasn't going to race him the same way that Logano raced 
him last year? Mm. Did did he think that there was going to be a driver out there that just because he's a kid that, you know, he's not going to retaliate because you're quote unquote a veteran two-time champion now? No, he's he had the fastest car all night long. He's going to try to win the race. And if you're in his way, he's especially you, Logano, someone who just run him over last year. Right. He's going to take advantage of you. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I mean, with Logano's, you know, Logano's rules is, you know, you can you you can't race me the same way I race you. Exactly. Yeah. Did you did you hear what Joey Logano told him when they were having the the, the spitting back and forth at each other? I couldn't make out everything they were saying. There's one part where Logano says, "Why don't you put your helmet back on and take a swing?" bruh i am very very proud of myself that in 94 episodes i have never accidentally slipped up and cussed on this on this podcast let me tell you something i oh 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 my gosh i feel like i just oh i hate joey logano i hate him so much like hate is such a strong word like okay you want to put your helmet on like Referring back to the Sam Mayer thing in the Xfinity series, Joey Joey Logano, the only time that he gets physical is when his big, beefy, freaking pit crew is around him. So he can make contact with you, run behind his his big, lumpy, you know, uh, pit crew, and then you want to go? You want to go? That whole thing with Denny Hamlin at at, uh, Martinsville was Mm -hmm. so cringy. He's like, you want to go? You want to go? And then, like, Denny Ham was like, yes, I do want to go. Let's do this. <laughs> and, like, he would not get out from behind his pit crew. Ah, he's, <laughs> he's a scared little man when things hit the fan. You know, like, he's, he's – insulting the fans of NASCAR saying that they have too much access. Then, you know, when, when it, when things hit the fan, he is nowhere to be found. Oh, I just, who What's funny is that when I was a kid, I used to always think Jeff Gordon was that way. Yeah. And then one day I saw Jeff Gordon actually get into it on the back straightaway with Jeff Burton, like fist fighting Jeff. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa, you know, and then I think he did it with somebody else too. Brad Kozlowski. Yeah, that's it. It was Brad. Man. Yeah, and that that was when like it was it was actually a bunch of pit crews there, and Harvick kind of nudged Keselowski. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Harvick, the instigator, nudged Keselowski. I think, go go there, talk to him. Yeah, <laughs> push Jeff, push him right into Jeff, and Jeff got a good hand on him, trying to. But there's too many people around. Couldn't get a good hit yeah. in. But that's man, Jeff Gordon, right there. Yeah, <laughs> but. I, there, there was a point where I was like, ah, oh, Jeff Gordon's like, God, he, he talks so much and he whines so much, but he ain't going to do nothing about it. No, Jeff Gordon's way tougher than Joey Logano ever was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like you said, Joey's not going to do anything about it unless he's behind a pit crew. Oh, I, you know, I, I'm not a violent person. And, you know, honestly, like drama makes my stomach hurt especially when it's Kyle Busch involved, but like, Oh, you, you must've had a lot of stomach issues. I do. I do. I have a lot of, I have like, I, 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 man, I have at least five ulcers. 
100%. They're just not flared up right now. Um, but I'm, I have never, and I mean this in all sincerity, I have never wanted to punch someone in the mouth as much as I want to punch Joey Logano. And it is such a good thing that I've never met him because like, I would never, I would never do it for one because why would I do that? But like, if, if, Ooh boy, if they come to Kansas Speedway and like, I see Joey Logano in a dark alleyway, like I might kick his shin. Kick his shin. (laughs) I'm like, kick his shin, bro. Like, and I'm going to, I'm going to be really mouthy too. You know, she just seems like the type of person that sets when he pees. God, I hate him. Oh my goodness. Like, Oh, anyways. Oh, let me think. What else happened at the clash? You had Hamlin start off the race strong. The uh, car faded. Ty Gibbs took the lead. Clearly the best car. Like, he's the only one actually pulled away from anybody. Right. Um, You had your halfway mark. And from that point on, it got a little hectic. A couple of caution breeding caution moments. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Which I I was so scared. I was like, oh, no, guys, we were doing so good. Like the first 75 laps was good. And kind of felt like it was going to turn into last year's at one point. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that Kyle Larson took out Bubba Wallace again? You know, there was so many, so much contact (laughs) that I I just kind of gave up on it. I did that. I put down the Stenhouse and the mcdowell thing and then i put down the joey and the tie and then i totally forgot about the ross chastain and the tyler reddick there was just so much chaos and that's what this racetrack if that's what you want to call it this football field will provide if you put 23 full-size race cars on on a football field you know like it's crazy and fox didn't show any of that stuff at the end like i was so curious to know what happened to Ross, Ross Chastain and Tyler Reddick and what was going on with Logano and, and Ty Gibbs. I was curious. What was the fallout of all that? Nothing. All they showed was Hamlin. It was, I mean, it's not the first time they've done this kind of stuff too. Like I'm, I'm always curious to know how these things are going to happen, but then I have to go on Twitter to find anything about it. I shouldn't have to be looking on social media to find out what's happening in your event. Show us what's happening in your event. Right. Just, yeah. I also heard a lot of people complain that the camera was really zoomed in all the time. Like they were way too close. I don't, huh. I don't know if, you know, what, what exactly they would be doing different about that because they're in a football stadium. Yeah. And I never I'm noticed sure. That. Yeah. I'm sure these people are also used to filming wide spaces too these if it's the same kind of camera crew that goes to you know daytona and Taudega, you got to completely change your mindset to film on this little tiny circle right you know that you get the whole thing in one shot but i mean i don't know it didn't bother me that much uh but they there was a lot of memes and jokes about it you know like which of these things was shown on tv and it was like the the joe Legano ty gibbs thing the chastain reddick thing the you know, and there was a picture of Hamlin's window net because it was zoomed in so much. <laughs> Golly, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't really notice that too much. Uh, but then again, like I, I was straight up panicking. I was like, come on, guys, let's just 
get this over with so I can get ready for work and stuff. So I, I probably, I'm pretty sure a lot of things kind of just passed me by, but yeah, that's, that's crazy. Like the Joey Logano and the Tiger Gibbs thing, like over in the hauler, that was a couple minutes after the race. So like, I understand that if that was not, that wasn't on television, you know, on uh, television, but yeah, like the coming to the checkered flag with the Tyler Reddick and the Rosh Hassan thing, like that's weird to me that that wasn't on TV. Yeah, they there was a lot of questionable decisions at the end of that. I don't know if they were trying to get off the air real quick, right? But I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know. Um, but Hamlin wound up winning after a bunch of restart issues. I really, I really thought that Kyle Busch had that, but Hamlin got too. too good of a jump at the end. Um, I thought Kyle Busch would just send it in yeah, turn one because Hamlin was having issues holding the bottom, but I guess that that little cooling off of the brakes helped it for a couple laps. So, you know, he wound up winning. Uh, I think for me and you, not quite the ideal person winning that. I'm not a Hamlin fan by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. And you're more of a Kyle Busch fan than you are not a Hamlin fan, I think. Right. I, ooh, I don't have anything against Denny Hamlin. I'm just tired mm. of him. Like, to me, it seems like he is the one trying to spearhead everything that has anything to do with NASCAR. And I'm just a little bit tired of him. He's, I, I feel like he thinks of himself as like a locker room leader almost. <laughs> and it's like, please sit down. Please shut up. Like you now are that Harvick's gone. You're... He is the man, huh? Oh no. Like Kyle Bush is <laughs> like Kyle Bush is like, I think uh, Kyle Bush came in in 2005 and then Hamlin and Truex came in in 2006. Dude, but, shut up. but think about it. When was the last time NASCAR did anything specific for Kyle Bush? Uh, besides his suspensions. Yeah. Um, like, the way that they do things with Hamlin, yeah. they promote like Hamlin's on everything. Yeah, like every every bit of media I saw coming out of the clash is this Hamlin's year. This is a great way for him to kick off his championship run. Like, uh, yeah, that's not the questions you should be asking after a clash. But I mean, it's also his fourth clash win, and he still doesn't have any championships. Like. Chill out. You're good. I, I personally think the bigger story is this would be Kyle Busch's 20th Daytona 500. 100%. We need to focus on his 20th Daytona 500 and see if he can finally win this race. But we're focused on Hamlin, whether or not he's going to win a championship in, what, uh, nine months? Right. I'm not worried about something that happens nine months down the road. I'm worried about what happens in a week and a half. Right. You know, let's let's... Let's get our focus right here. <laughs> Let's talk about Hamlin when he finally, when he does actually win the win a race this year and locks himself into the chase or the playoffs. I'm sorry. Then you can talk about whether or not this is his year or not. Like you talk about every single year when it's not. So, oh, and he said a thing. I think I said this last year, or last last week. I think uh, he said a thing on that on that show that is like uh, winning a not winning a championship is not going to define my career. It's like yeah. Oh, 100% it will. Stop. It will absolutely define you if you don't win a championship before you retire. How, how long do you think he's got? Four or five years? 
uh, well, I mean, I would like to think Kyle has, you know, 10 more years, but um, I don't know. Kyle does not have 10 more years. You let me live in this <laughs> fantasy. I've had to listen to Joey Logano all dang week. Um, I, I don't know. I would say probably six or seven pushing it for Hamlin. What is Hamlin now? 41, 42? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. He's, uh, I think he's a little older than I am. I was, well, I was, I was watching some of that, the, the clash the other night with my wife. And, um, I was mentioning that it's like, you know, if I had the means where I could have got into NASCAR the way I wanted to, like if, if I could have done what I wanted to and actually made a strong run to try to get into NASCAR, because I was always my dream when I was a kid is to race NASCAR and say, just say I made a halfway decent career out of it. Like I, what, maybe not a champions or anything, but I was winning some races and I was making a long career out of it. You know, I would be right here on the verge of retiring with people like Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch and Martin Truex. Like I would be in that age, age bracket. That would be my, my level right there. And it's so weird to think that nearly everybody out there on that track is younger than I am now. When I was a kid, it was not like that. You know, because people were starting to hit their stride at about 40 years old. When I was a kid. And I don't understand why it changed so much. But um, you figure people race younger and younger. Maybe they'll, they'll, it means they'll race 35, 40 years if they race, if they start young enough. But no, they, they give it up in about, 20 to 25 years and they're done yeah it's weird it's where i'm it's, used to seeing people race till they're 65 years old i mean granted i think the times have kind of changed a little bit like uh, if i honestly if i won the lottery and i won 55 million dollars i would never work another day in my life you know, so I mean, not comparing toilet cleaning toilets at Walmart versus being a NASCAR driver or anything, but I mean, it's just like, I mean, if well, you have I, the money, you know, yeah. just chill. I get that. I get that. Uh, you know, back in the day, uh, the million dollar bonus was a big deal. They would win, have to win three out of four races through the year to get a million dollar bonus. Right now, just about any race they do pays almost a million dollars right yeah you know like i think the daytona 500 the winner gets two or three million yeah and like it's a whole 15 20 million dollar purse for the whole field something crazy like that so yeah i mean i get that 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 aspect of it has changed but i don't know i feel like some people it wouldn't matter some people it would now it seems like a lot of people it does matter, but I feel like some people it wouldn't have mattered. Like I don't know I would, how I was like I don't know how long Dale Earnhardt would have drove, but I feel like he would have drove till he absolutely could not do it anymore. Like thinking about Spire purchasing Kyle Busch Motorsports, like they paid Kyle Busch forty million dollars. <laughs> like, could you imagine? what your life would be if you had 40 million and probably to Kyle that's just you know okay cool that's like 40 bucks to Kyle Bush you know what I mean like, I think it's a little more than 40 bucks to Kyle Bush I don't but. I don't know I don't know I mean 
back in 2008, 2009, when he was doing triple headers and finishing, you know, second in the trucks, first in the Xfinity, and then finishing the second or winning the race in the Cup Series. Like, I mean, Kyle Busch probably has, he's probably closer to a billionaire than a millionaire. As much money as it costs to stay in it, when especially when you own a team, I kind of feel like he's he's set for life, but I don't think he's anywhere near being a billionaire. Hmm. That's just me personally. I don't know. I they don't I don't think they'd show all the info for that kind of stuff because I mean it is private contracts and stuff. It's not right. like a, it's not like a college university or an NFL or an NFL thing where everything's like out in the open and everybody sees everybody's salary. But yeah, I feel like somebody like Kyle Bush is probably set for life, but I feel like his net worth it could be about 30 to 40 million, which is amazing. I mean, that's not like nothing to sneeze. You're talking about being almost a billionaire. I wish my network was 30 or 40 million dollars. I mean, good grief. Right. For Would sure. you jump into a race car if you won the lottery? No. You wouldn't buy a race car? You wouldn't try it once? No, probably not. Um, I mean, it depends on what it is. If we're talking like NASCAR, well, obviously NASCAR, they, they didn't used to be this way, but they've gotten a little more, a little more like formula one, unfortunately, where they're a little bit elitist, you know, that the whole charter system, I don't like the charter system. I just, Um, I don't like it because it used to be a deal where you could just, show up and if your car is legal try to make the race right you know i mean pay pay your entry fees and all that sure but show up and if you like i think you have to get a nascar license which means you have to uh in order to race on super speedway you would have to have raced had a previous race on an intermediate track and i mean there's a few things you have to do here and there but pretty much if you want to try to make the daytona 500 and you qualify to make the daytona 500 Show up in a car. See if you can do it. Um, now, you're pretty much guaranteed, like, was it only two or three cars without a charter is going to make the race, period? Something like that. That's Imagine if 10 or 15 guys show up for the Daytona 500 without a charter. Right. You have, And there's no chance, even if they are the top 10 or 15 people in practice and qualifying. And the, mm-hmm. the duels doesn't matter. You know, all but two or three of them are going to go home. Right. And that's not right. That's absolutely not right. I don't, I don't like the charter system mm-hmm. at all. It just, as you, you saw that news this week about formula one turning down Andretti trying to make, bring a team in, didn't you? I, you know, I've read something about F1 about how, they don't want any American drivers or whatever. And I'm just like, you know what? But you drive, you race here in America, but you they don't want, want any. Yeah. They want the money. Yeah. And it's like, ever since I read that a couple weeks ago, I was just like, I'm never ever watching F1 ever. I'll watch the Indy, um, the Indy 500 for Kyle Larson this year and probably Kyle Bush next next year based off that little post he put on x um but i don't really have anything to do with formula one i couldn't tell you anything about it that whole mess with i mean you're talking about mario andretti 
one of the best drivers in the entire world. Daytona 500 champion, multiple-time Indy 500 champion, IndyCar champion in general, and Formula One world champion. Like, he's Mm -hmm. even won in your series, the Formula One. Right. And he's trying to put together, for a couple years now, he's been trying to put together a Formula One team, and he got approval. I was like, okay, we're going to go forward with this. We bought a facility in Great Britain or so- somewhere in Great Britain to uh, be a satellite office for the uh, European tours, for the European races. It's an American team with an American driver owned by Americans, and they're going to have an office over in Europe, and it's going to be great and all this, you know, funded by a Formula, Formula One champion, legend. And they said, no, you won't be competitive. You're not coming. I mean, how how on earth can you do something like that? I feel like F1 has turned heel. I feel like F1 just showed its true colors. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. know, they've always been know. this way. Yeah. Like, it's always like their stuff don't stink. And it's like, actually, <laughs> it does. It smells like dookie you know like just get it out of here i don't i could care less uh one of the most fun things to look at is something like a nascar race at watkins Glen. them going through the inner loop they're hitting the grass dirt's flying everywhere they're sideways off the corner they're bouncing off the curbs four wheels up in the air trying to fight for the win and all of it's fine it's good let's beat and bang all the way, all the way down to the checker flag he gets offline cool can he keep it on the can he keep it on the track? He's, he's in the graph. Can he win? Like, okay, when in Formula One, you get off the course by a quarter of a centimeter, you're disqualified for that lap. Exactly. I thought you were talking about Formula One. I was like, dude, they can't beat and bang. They, they can't do anything about? like that. Yeah. If they get on the white, if they get their tires on the white line by literally like tenths of a centimeter, because it's all digitally like yeah. timed and digitally analyzed now. Their their lap will be disqualified. I have seen it. Yeah, because it's uh the rumble strips, and like, mm-hmm. you know that's what the rumble strips are there for for a little bit of runoff. But I mean, I don't know. I think F one is a joke. <laughs> it is. It's a really expensive elitist joke. Yes, that's what it is. On that note, uh, what you think about Dean Hamlin winning the clash? Let's just talk about that one more time before we get out. Mm. Are you excited? You got to see the end of it. I am very excited. I got to see the end of it just because like I would have been late to work and then it wouldn't have been a good situation, but like, um, I, you know, Denny Hamlin could go winless for the next five years and I would be perfectly fine. That's it. That's how I feel about it. I don't hate him as much as I hate Joey Logano. I despise Joey Logano. Um, but it's just, uh, I beat your favorite driver. And it's like, well, why, why, why couldn't you do that when it counts the most? Yeah. Championship race, you know, <laughs> yeah. You, you, you weirdo. I don't know. I tell you what though, my favorite driver beats him when it counts. I'll tell you. I remember my favorite driver rode the wall to beat him and kick him out of the championship. I remember my favorite driver actually wound up beating him when he, Cheated at Pocono after wrecking my favorite driver and still <laughs> ended up getting disqualified. My favorite, my favorite driver beat him. Hey, well, listen, we don't we don't talk about that race in particular. <laughs> okay. Like I think there just, was also a race at Phoenix that my favorite driver got crashed by Denny Hamlin 
but still ended up beating him because any Hamlin got disqualified. I yeah. believe that happened. Yeah. It's a lot of words, man. <laughs> I'm just saying my favorite driver ends up beating Hamlin more than Hamlin wants him to. Yeah. You know how to kind of take it back to wrestling for a second. You know how like Seth and Roman are kind of shooting, shooting on each other every once in a while. Like Roman says some things, and then on SmackDown, and then Seth said some things on Raw. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, if if I watched it, I sure would. It was like <laughs> Roman said, "Yeah, now I need to talk about my little brother, Seth Rollins." Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen him say stuff like that. Yeah, haha, <laughs> no pop. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Seth is like, hey, and then he's like, oh, look at that. that that's a pop. I wish more NASCAR drivers would do that. You know, like, let's say Hamlin doesn't win the 500. Let's say, I don't know, Kyle Busch does. And Kyle Busch just says, hey, man, look, they, takes that bow. And says, man, I, what do you know? I I, I beat your favorite driver. Uh, you know, I just, I wish somebody, maybe not Kyle Busch, just because every time he's in, you know, in a something negative i'm always like oh my stomach ulcers uh so maybe like a chastain or something i don't know but not not the 500 but we can start it at atlanta or something because the 500 is going to get won by kyle bush but you know what i'm saying like i just wish there was a little bit more like snappiness towards hamlin with some of these drivers like kyle bush would come out and say looks like i just beat the driver that Says he always beats your favorite driver, something like that. Something like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm fine. I'm fine with the clash. I just, I don't know. Where do you think it's going to be next year? Uh, if I, I would love the all star to go back to Charlotte Roval or uh, ooh, ooh, blah, 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 blah. Um, the Charlotte Oval, like so, traditional. And then, the clash, I would, yeah, I know. And then the okay. clash. So the clash would go to uh, North Wilkesboro. Okay, you want to swap them out? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I think they're never going to do this because they want that clash, that first race, to be a big market, big deal. I get that, but I feel like if there's any race where they could take uh, this heat race, this practice qualifying heat race, last chance and feature format around the country, it'd be this clash. I feel like every year they should move it to support local asphalt and local dirt tracks around the country. That's what I, I feel like, like one year, maybe it's at Bowman Gray Stadium. You know, maybe one year it's at Eldora. You know, just it just just sprinkle it around the entire country. Yeah. And the different different tracks and just show people the different types of um, like the different types of dirt tracks, the different size tracks, the different banking. Just show people all the different different things with the short track racing around the country. You're not doing like pit stops, so you don't you don't need anything else. You know, if you're going to hold it in a football stadium, you can dang well sure hold it any short track around the country, whether it's a half mile long or a quarter mile. You know, I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And they, if any race they could do that with, it would be that one. But I feel like next year it's going to be in Mexico. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Kyle Bush doesn't do well in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Um, well, 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 uh, it'll be interesting, I guess. It maybe. Where are they going to race at Mexico? You reckon it's just a road course? The road course is probably uh, what I'm. Oh gosh, I don't even want to think about it. I don't <laughs> want to clash at a road. I remember the last Ooh. class that was at a road course. It was so boring. It was, man. Even the Xfinity race at that road course is just like, holy, is this over yet? Like, come on. Like, but, I, actually, I think the Clash had a fun finish in the Cup Series, but the actual race, like the whole race, was just, ugh. Right. It was just, it had a wild ending, I think, if I remember correctly. But maybe I'm thinking of a different Cup race at that road course. It was some of that deal in like 2021, 20, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, but you know what I'm talking about. Anything oh, yeah, yeah. Where Kyle Busch won. Yeah, I think Ryan Blaney and Chase, Chase Elliott, Elliott wrecked yeah. each other in the last corner. That was like the only yeah. interesting thing in that whole race. Right, exactly. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we get out here? Man, I'm good. Yeah, let's go over the podcast drafting partners. Uh, next week, we will preview Daytona. With the top five tales to watch. For Daytona, super excited. I need to do some research. Uh, want to go through the podcast drafting partners real quick. Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, also, uh, Drunk Wrestling History. Both of those are you make fun of me when I call them brother podcasts, but they kind of are. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that cracks me up. You make fun of me so bad that day. What are you um, talking drunk about? Do you, you may find me when I said they were kind of brother podcasts. What are we talking about? Wrestling history and fully possible. Oh, like sister. Yeah. You yeah. don't listen to a dang word I say when I say it. You, I, no, I was you just I, wait. <laughs> you wait till I say who you, who you got. <laughs> no, I was getting my, uh, I'm getting fi- trying to find my drafting partner list. I was like, oh no, I couldn't. I was starting to panic. And then you were like, you made fun of me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? One yeah. day I'm going to go through your list and I will say, who you got, Ethan, just to see if you'll see your list again. You absolutely should. That would be amazing. Um, Fully Puzzle Wrestling Figure Podcast, also Drunk Wrestling History, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Um, I believe they just dropped one for, oh, what was it? It was a 1993. Um, well, well, was. But that was from last... I mentioned that last episode, too, didn't I? I don't know. I think I did. Oh, I, it was a 90, 93 Royal Rumble. Yeah. I think I, so, yeah. <laughs> I thought they dropped one since then. If they if they have and I missed which one it was, I apologize. But go check those guys out. Flip post, uh, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Also, Howling with the Wolf with Jason Wolf and his Chop Shop and Amazing Custom Action Figures. Um, oh, here we go. Um, Stefano. No, the Stefano ain't it? I don't. The Stefano's so. Disney, yeah. The Stefano's Disney. That's it. I'm going with that. Okay, Stefano's Disney. Could yeah, I, I think it is. Is I remember it was a D. The Stefano's Disney. Okay, yeah. I apologize. I I'm I I see it and I just can't remember exactly how it is. It doesn't matter how many times I say it. The minute I'm put on the spot to say it for the first time, I I gotta like practice it. Or just record myself saying it right and just play it from then on. Um, it's a Disney World YouTube channel and vlog. They uh, actually just released a video on whether or not you should rope drop the parks. And if you don't know what rope drop is, maybe you should go check them out and find out what it is. And uh, that's all I got. Who you got, Ethan? Yeah, first up, go listen to the archives of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm starting to give up. 
my hope and thinking that maybe that podcast will come back. I yeah, I hope not because they were so close to 500 episodes and that podcast alone has helped me through some really dark times. So I really hope uh, Breaking Our Brains Power Hour comes back soon. Uh, in the meantime, go check out morning uh, Saturday morning Rumble Wheel with Brian Breaker and Daniel Cross. TB Toycast with Brian Breaker and Jeff Toon filling in for our friend Travis Fowler. I'm once again, I don't know why I'll, it seems like every Tuesday I wear their TB Toycast t shirt, but I'm wearing it right now. Uh, go listen to the archives of You Know It's Fake, right? Where both Soda and I were special guests. It's on sabbatical. Go listen to No Holes Barred with Bill Venus and go check out Bill's book, Shoot Yeah, Tales from a, a Tales of a Pro Wrestling Veteran. Good God. Uh, Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Joe and Jordan. Both of them are in our Fantasy Cup. Uh, very excited about that. I'm actually really looking forward to the fantasy football stuff next season. Um, hopefully, they'll have me back for that. Go check that out. You heard the commercial earlier. Go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin Vinsel with cam- cameos from Rocco and Cole. I, I Okay, I'm going to be honest. The reason I'm tripping right now is because I heard something in the back room that sounded like something was falling. <laughs> and i know for a fact there's nothing because it happens all the dang time like it sounds like something falls off the shelf or something and then i go and there's nothing out of place so like that's why i'm all like <laughs> you know so, um say how to jd for me stop it oh stop it stop it stop it i already saw something right as soon as we were like record like as soon as you pushed record like i saw like what i thought was like like a black shadow like right in front of me and i'm like my name is ethan and you can (laughs) anyways uh you heard their commercial earlier go check out tales from the estate um absolutely love that podcast so much uh, just like Tale from the Estate, you also heard Pulling Up a Chair with our friend Tim out of Chair Shots commercial as well. Oh, I'm so scared. Um, you also heard the commercial for Three Brews Podcast with AJ, Ty, and Ryan. Don't forget, I think it's going to be next week where I will start uh, going over there every single week uh, talking um, pit stops and pints segment where we'll chat about everything nascar answering questions talking fantasy cup and reviewing the next week's race so i cannot wait for that very very excited and that's all i got uh, i want to thank everybody for listening to this week's show if you would please rate review and follow us on all the social media platforms twitter and instagram at in the marbles pod you can also find us on facebook you can email the show at in the marbles pod gmail.com you can check out whatamaneuver.net search by store scroll down to in the marbles there you can find our t-shirts uh, it's a great way to support the show another great way to support the show is to go to skinnymixes.com and use the code marbles at checkout for 10 percent off your first order. i'm getting pretty good at reading that um <laughs> uh before we get out here you got anything you want to add as always war hate and don't be late oh wait no 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 that's that's aj from three brews that's his thing um as always peace love and all the above and go taylor swift football team Woo! <laughs> and uh we'll see you next time in the marbles <laughs>